Welcome to the Human and Technology Podcast. This podcast is for anyone who develops, distributes or uses technology. For all those who always have the feeling that technology overwhelms or dominates them. For everyone who wants to know how to deal with technology in everyday life. For anyone who wants to understand what technology does to us and how we can get our lives back. This podcast is for those who want to make technology sexy. All the product developers, designers, UX, UI professionals, product managers, CTOs and CEOs. And it is for you. My name is Dr. Peter Reska. My friends call me Dr. Peter. I am your host and I am happy that you are here. Welcome to a fresh episode of the Human Technology Podcast. Today's episode will be about the future. What is it? Why is it so important? Why do I think a lot about the future? And why, yeah, why is it worth making an episode out of this? The phenomenon future is in my life since many, many years. For the first time, uh, I had contact with the idea that future is not just something happening, that uh, it's not anyhow trivial. Or something 15 years ago, when I discovered a German guy called Stefan Magnus. He had something like an early version of a podcast. He published on his website, Abenteuer Zukunft, Adventure Future. He published more or less regularly um, podcasts, is that what you would call a podcast episode, spoken episodes where he talked about future. And he talked about how to assess future, how to think about it, about the entire philosophy behind it, but also his way of seeing future, his way of what will happen in our lives, in our future lives, in our future world. And he was a very technology-oriented guy. This is why he got me pretty early. He was thinking about um, nanobots that we have in our bodies, in our veins, and um, that, that will heal us, that bring medication to exactly the location in our bodies that we have. He thought about machines, robots, 3D printers that print food and everything, like a, like a producing machine, a generic producing machine, not only food, but also all the goods we need. And he was thinking about open source uh, construction plans for furniture that you could just download, and then this 3D printer prints it, and you know, things like this. And, and he grabbed me with that. I, I really liked it. And to be honest, um, I, I should have Googled him. I don't know where he is today, what he is doing today. He somewhat disappeared over time. But that was the beginning for me to start thinking about what's next and what's what's going to happen. And today, I'm very much focused on the uh, Zukunftsinstitut, which is a German research uh, consultancy company, And you will find many of the thoughts that um, I put out here in this episode in their publications. I use them for, for my clients, for my reports. Uh, they're 
not reliable by means so that they can foresee what's going to happen next. But they are very scientific based and uh, looks all very logic uh, what they do. And so I use that. And there's another company, a direct competitor in Germany called Trend One. And I also use their things. And both of them have developed methods to uh, give you advice on how to react to future. And this, this is the core thought that will go through the entire episode today. Future is not something that comes over us like a wave and that we can just sit back, relax and, and, and see it happen. Future is something that we can design, that we can create, that we can build in a way that we want it to be in. Of course, there are things out of our control, and I will talk about them a little later, but many things that you do today will shape your future, and, and even more often, many things you don't do today will shape your future. So I'm, I'm making this podcast, I'm, I'm recording this podcast because I want to drop you my knowledge, I want to um, be connected to you, I want you to, to, to stimulate your thinking. But it is also that I'm using this as a marketing instrument. So maybe you will book me for a keynote in the future, or maybe you want to uh, see want me want me to do some consultancy work with you. So this is why I'm doing this. And if I don't do this, you will not learn about this. You will not hear about this. So I'm I'm doing things today that will change my future in half a year or a year or two years from now. And if I don't to do them, I will have a different future. So I have this ability and I have the chance to shape my future. And thinking about the future is part of my business. And it's not in the way that I say, hey, uh, you will sell one million uh, pieces of that if you design it this way. Or you will lose uh, your OEM business if you don't do that. What I'm doing is that I do analysis and that I create the awareness that you can design your future, that you have a chance, that you can do things that will change your business. And I'm creating this awareness. And of course, I'm showing ways and paths and technologies and um, always putting the human into the focus of, of saying, hey, this is real value that we do. But at the very end of the day, um, I'm talking about future and I'm creating the future of my clients by consulting them, by speaking to them, by giving my, my, my keynotes. And it's obvious that technology, that our future will be designed with technology, that, that we have technology in our lives and at the moment we experience that we have enormous amounts of technologies there and that they get closer and closer to us. In the earlier times, computing power was something that was hidden far away in, in basements in the late 60s and early 70s of the 20th century. Today, I'm, I'm wearing a, a smartwatch and this smartwatch is on my skin and it's measuring my heartbeats and my skin temperature uh, and and my, my my electrocardiogram so all that is measured with with the smartwatch which which is attached to my body and the next step is and this is happening already that that technology gets into our bodies 
and they will change it. So we have these nanobots that bring medication to exactly the location in our bodies that that where it is most useful, where, where it can can do its best job. And there may be nanobots in the future in our bodies that uh, will repair things that are broken. So we will have a future that is, that is full of technology. And the other way around, technologies will design our future. So they will create a future. So it's a feedback loop that we have there. So the future ha contains more technology and more technology will create a different future that we have. And we see an exponential growth in the, uh, in the number of technologies, in, in uh, the capabilities of technology, what technology can do this. And in my, my keynotes, I'm always telling the story of um, a person, a craftsman, a technical technically educated uh, person out of year zero. And you transport this one with a time machine 1,000 years into the future. And, and this person will get out of the time machine, will look around and say, yeah, many of these technological things, I know them. Yeah, Not too much has changed there. A few things have been optimized. A very low number has been added. And so, so this person would get very, would get around very well as far as technology is concerned. Plus the fact that technology is obvious, it's visible, you can touch it, you can see it. So it is very easy to, to understand. And if you do the same experiment with this time machine again, that uh, you take someone of the year 1000 and bring it into today, that person will be totally overwhelmed by the number of technologies that we have, by the low distance that we have, that there is no distance anymore between us and technology. And as I said, it will be even lower in, in the future. And um, yeah, the sheer capabilities of what technology can do would totally overwhelm anyone. Uh, and and I, I talked to someone and said, you don't need to transport someone 1,000 years into today. 100 years is enough. So, so these persons from 100 years ago, they will be totally lost uh, in technology. And one thing for the future of technology is we, we are in the beginning of an exponential growth. We are starting, uh, this is a development that just started. And we will see unbelievable things in the future. I don't know what it is, but, but one of the very few things I can tell you about the future of technology is it will be more, it will be growing. Some, some product tech categories have reached something like a saturation. There is um, not too much growth anymore. The latest smartphone from, from Cupertino is just a refreshed version of the one before. So there are no real big steps anymore. But in biotechnology, we can expect huge progress. Artificial intelligence, that, that is something that has enormous amounts of, of potential and growth. And th those are the things that will happen in the future. Autonomy, autonomous driving, we are just in the beginning of that, and that will change our entire societies. And as I said, if we go faster, there will be more and more things, and it will be exponential in its growth. And all those are the reasons why I think so much about the future, why I'm very much into, why I read a lot about this, why I'll um, learn a lot about the methods. So I, I will not talk about too much about the methods today. That will probably be a separate, be a separate episode in the near future that I talk about the separates of future research. But why it is so important to 
bring my clients to new levels of, of awareness on what's, what's going to happen next. So, obvious question. What is future? What is the definition of future? And it can be absolutely trivial. That is something that will happen in the timeline beyond today. So, everything that comes up in future times, in the times that come along the timeline we are living, that is the future. I don't like this very much, this, this kind of thinking, because it is this passive way of, uh, well, I sit back and wait what's going to happen. I prefer the more, less trivial definition or less trivial question in this, in this context. How much control do we have? What can I control in the future? What, what are the things that are designable for me? that I can build. And there are things that are beyond our control. There are things we cannot control. They are happening. There is this concept of black swans introduced by Nicholas Taleb. He, is, um, he says that he defines black swans as something that suddenly happens without anyone foreseeing it that has a serious impact that makes obvious changes. And looking backwards, everybody is saying, yes, that was easy to foresee. It must have happened. There was no alternative. But this is the characteristics of a black swan. And I, in my life, um, experienced three black swans. One was the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989. That was November 11th, in 1989. And the day before, or even just three hours before, if you would have asked me, will the wall be there forever? Yes, it will be there forever. So uh, the, the communists in Eastern Germany, they built a very strict system. They controlled everything. They had the Stasi, the uh, uh, security uh, company, um, that, that uh, not company, organization, that controlled everything, that knew everything, so no chance about it. That's a highly military state. Um, they have uh, pulled up the police and no chance to do this. On November 10, 1989, in the morning, when everybody woke up, the world has changed. Everything was totally different. The wall was down. And so it was a totally new world when we woke up. And I grew up in West Berlin. So I was living near the wall and I felt as I was part of the entire thing. And I, I felt these changes every, every day. And um, this was unbelievable. And it changed the world. And it, it still changes the world. The, the, the fact that the Eastern Bloc, the communist countries, collapsed still shapes the world, the, the world we live in. And in Germany, we still have these... Yeah, it's still things we, we, we uh, have to cope with based on the fact that, uh, I mean, it's 30 years ago now, uh, 30, almost 35 years ago that, that Germany was reunited. But we still have the differences between those who grew up in uh, Western Germany and those that grew up in, in Eastern Germany. So it's definitely something that had a huge impact. And looking backwards... Everybody's saying, yes, it couldn't have been anyhow different. And the economy was down and the GDR and no chance for the communist systems to, to survive in this world. And 
that was the end of history was one of expression and now it's over and now we have um, the, the the capitalism as the remaining one and only system of economy and you know all these things um so looking backwards it was obvious so it was definitely a black swan another black swan was 9-11 so when the aircrafts on uh, 11, uh, september 11 uh 2001 flew into the empire state building uh the the um uh, world trade center in in, uh, in new york that changed the well we had wars afterwards uh, we had the persian war we had uh, the afghanistan war um after that all based on on this one so huge changes and looking backwards um yeah it was clear that one day this will happen that one day the usa will be attacked on their own ground and I, I can still feel the changes in this one when, when I get into an aircraft. I have a blurred memory of how it was before that day, uh, the, say, the security control at an airport, which was a pretty relaxed thing. Today, it is a military exercise you have run through. It's very serious. And that has changed in our life. Well, and then the third, uh, the third black swan I experienced in my life was the corona pandemic. Looking backwards, everybody says, yes, this must have happened one day. One one day, uh, because we live so close with uh, living animals and uh, there are transfers of viruses between humans and animals and animals and humans. And one day this must have led into some kind of catastrophe. And uh, it was surprising at that point in time and it changed a lot. So I remember the day was March 16, 2020. I had a delivery to a client. We made this as a video conference. And on that day, I had a full calendar with networking meetings, with um, uh, conferences, with personal meetings. My calendar was full with that. And then the lockdown was announced in Germany. And uh, three hours later, my calendar was empty. Yep. Serious impact that we had. And we still feel it. It still resonates with our politics and our daily lives with our economy, that we had this black swan. And surprisingly, just a footnote, I can remember all these days exactly because they're so emotionally connected. There's so much emotion connected to, to these things happening that I have the feeling I can remember every single detail. Yeah, now I'm talking about uh, the past that we have here, but... Um, it shows you uh, what, what is possible. And, and looking backwards gives us some information on this one. We can, we can pull the information out of this. But anyway, um, the message here is there are things beyond our control, like, for example, the black swans. But we also have the chance to change things, to do things, to start things today. So if you want to become the boss of your boss in two years, you can start it today. You can start an education today. You can learn things. You can go into personality development. You can become a better person. You can become a better manager. You can learn facts of your professional field. You can do this. It's your choice and you can change your future with this. You cannot do this as well. It's your choice as well. But then nothing will happen. And this is another future you can choose. You can do it today. You can choose today. This is where I want to be and these are the steps that I have to do. Yeah, and this, there's always a chance for this. It's not sure. The future is not sure. But, but 
If you don't do anything, nothing will happen. If you do something, something will happen. Let's look backwards uh, again into the uh, 18th century, into the Enlightenment. Until then, humans had the feeling that they don't have any control of the future. The thinking about the future has been non-present before the Enlightenment, before the 18th century. Until then, everything happening and all the future was lying in the hand of the gods. So they were the ones designing our life, doing things, creating futures. And all we can do is just do things that we believe the gods want from us and that will create a thing. And the Enlightenment took, at least in large parts, the divine part out of science. Out of ex we, 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 before that, we explained the world with a lot of gods and, and divine activity. After that, we said, okay, there are certain things happening. There are reasons for things that are happening. And um, that suddenly gave us the idea of future and the chance to work ourselves into future and to control our future. And today we are using prognosis everywhere. And prognosis seem to be a part of the future. Well, somebody is telling you, you take, you take your smartphone, you have a look at the weather app, and I'll tell you, yeah, tomorrow there will be rain. And we believe that this is future. So, or the same as if you get into your car, um, you turn on the navigation system, and it's downloading all the traffic data, and it says you will arrive at your destination at 1.15. This is what we believe is future. It's not future. This is prognosis. This is a prognostic data, and this is very good to have it. We need it, and, and we can use it, and it's very useful to have this. So I can see, okay, there's a lot of traffic out there on the road, so I will have a high chance that I will be late at my customer, uh, at my client, if I leave at the usual time, so I will leave half an hour earlier to arrive there on time. So it's very useful to have this, but this is not future. Or this is future as a chance as a probability. Yeah? So this, this is prognosis. And opposed to that, we have future as a possibility, as a chance, as something we can control. And this, this is the opposite thing. This, um, the opposite thing. No, this is, this is something totally different. So prognosis do not make any decisions. They show what could be decided. So climate change is a prognosis. It is a very probable prognosis. Um, I don't want to go into the details here, but um, the science scientists fully agree that climate change will happen and that between um, uh, or in, in, in 2100, in the year 2100, we will have between 2.5 and 5 degrees centigrade more temperature in our atmosphere. This is the prognosis that we have. This doesn't tell me something about my future. So Greta, for example, Greta Thunberg, the, the Swedish climate activist, she made the decision that she will protest against this. She will do something. She will take action. And she started a movement amongst, first of all, young people um, that protest against climate change. And so 
with a decision. I will do something based on this prognosis. She changed the future. She created future. And she's still doing that. And Donald Trump, for example, made the exact opposite. Based on the same prognosis, he says, I don't care. I will go on burning coal and oil. And so he made a decision for his future and for the future of the people he's responsible for. Uh, he doesn't care about climate change. And this is future creation. So future as probabilities is prognosis and future as a choice, as a choice of chances, as a choice of different futures. That is real future. On the methods, I already said this in the introduction, I will not talk about future research messages too much. Um, I, I think I will make a separate podcast episode about this one in the near future. In the near future. I'm talking about the future here. One thing, it is about the openness that you have. My clients often ask me, hey, Peter, how, how do you do this? How do you tell us, or based on what data, based on what activity, based on what, do you predict or do you recommend as things to do? And first of all, it is openness. It is reading the signs on the wall, reading the change of the winds that we have. So there's a Korean expression saying um, it is in the air. So it is somewhere, and if you are sensitive enough, if you're open enough, then you will get it. Then you can use it. And this is only possible if you do not command and value or rate things. And this is very difficult. And today, I mean, everything is valued, everything is rated. You have a five-star rating, you give a five-star rating to the restaurant you just attended. You give a thumbs up to some command someone did. You like it or you don't like it. And, and so we are used very much on commanding things, on, on, on giving our judgments on things. But this way of judging things, of giving commands, closes the doors of opportunities. And this is, for me, the core thing. You close the doors for your opportunities if you make a decision too fast, if you command too fast, if you build a, 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 an opinion about this too fast. But step back and watch. Try to read the signs on the wall. Try to get what is in the air. And this is a method that helps you, that helps your company, that helps your business. And you personally... If, 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 if you remain this openness and this readiness to read, to watch and to, to get the information without judging immediately. The past is past. The past is gone. The past, you cannot change the past. It is, it is the way it is. And, and things we remember, memories, we believe are very exact. We all know we have made the experiences. No, they're not. So if you have three witnesses of in traffic accidents and you will ask them, hey, what happened in that, you will get three different versions of this. And all believe that they are true. And of course, this is the past. So the past is gone. And the past, we can learn from the past. The past can teach us. But 
We cannot change it anymore. I just read in uh, one of my Facebook groups, oh, if I only had made the insurance, the Apple Care Plus for my device, uh, now I have to pay for the for the display because it's broken. Oh, why have I done, haven't I done? I mean, this is useless. You will not change a thing, a single thing, if you try to change the past. It will not happen. It is what has happened. And on the other hand, the future is in our imagination. It's not existing. It's not there out there. It's not somewhere. It's in our brains. No, it's in our imagination. And the weak point of this is that sometimes we are not taking it serious. We just let it come, which is the worst thing we can do. Just sit there and wait for the future to come. But a strong thing is, because it is in our imagination, it's, it's our imagination, it's our imagination, we can design it, we can shape it, we can build it, we can make the future ours. We can select of the many possible futures that are out there, the one thing that is best for us, that meets our ideas, our expectations, that will help us to lead the best life and to become the best possible person. Only the present moment is real. That's the only thing that we can really experience. And most of the meditation exercises, they try to get out of these past loops and future loops our brain is very often in. So we are analyzing the past and we're regretting the past and then we're designing the future and we're trying to, to, to foresee things and to build things. But all this is happening in our brains. It is not really real. The only real thing is the moment we are in. And based on that, develop your own future competence. Prognosis is just a probability of something happened. Prognosis is only the past turned into future, or future created out of the past. It is not a future. It is not a future by means of you have opportunities, you have choices, you have the chance to do things. This is the real future. And the future is a room full of possibilities. You can select out of these possibilities and all these possibilities, all these chances, the opportunities, not possibilities, not the opportunities, they are potentials. And potentials create actions. Actions create results. Results change your mindset and they create new potentials. And you will know this. I've talked about this in the past podcasts um, from, from Tony Robbins huh? and the idea of this feedback loop. And the the, the opportunities futures have and then the chance to select from different futures, that creates a potential. That should create a potential in you and allow you to move forward. And one final remark. Future is not in the limelight. Future is not on the big stages. Many believe, yeah, if I go to SWSX or to the developers conferences or the Republic or... However, all these digital future-oriented conferences and meetings are concerned. And then people show up and give great keynotes and then talk about what's going to happen in the future, what's next, what's new technologies. This is not your future. This is marketing. This is people, and they have the right to do this. There's people talking about their products and trying to sell their products. 
And it's okay that they do, but don't do the mistake of interpreting that into your own future, as your own future. Future shows up at very unexpected places, sometimes at very dark places. So where, where did you meet your husband or your wife, your spouse, your lover for the first time? Was it on a planned and well-organized stage with a lot of limelight? Or was it more just like a darker place, a private place, your own place? Maybe you met him or her on some Facebook group or on the bus or at school. And there was not anyhow planned. It was not a marketing thing. There, were, there was no big attention on that moment when you had. And this is what designs your future. So expect future in the unexpected locations. All right. So I, I took this podcast episode to think a bit about the future. I talked about why this is important for me and my business but also for everyone else. I thought a bit about the definition of future, the difference between prognosis and future as an opportunity. Openness is core. If you want to know something about, learn to learn, if you want to learn something about the chances that you have to design your own future. And past is gone, future is an imagination, only the moment is real. That's it for today. Thank you for spending time with me. I hope you were able to take something with you and do something for yourself that will be forever. For an ongoing exchange, you will find me on LinkedIn and on my websites, Peter minus rusker.com and beyond minus hmi.de Write me an email on the podcast at beyond minus hmi.de Tune in next time. Take care and stay healthy.